coming from the Springboks and Kondia over the top it goes. Creel kicks ahead. Welcome to SA Rugby Podcast. Knocked on into the same man. Hi everybody and welcome to The Money Man, James Dalton, Mark Hain, my regular guests. 2019 Rugby World Cup, last time we spoke, there hadn't been really, there'd been Uruguay had upset Fiji, but um, of course now Japan have, have done it again. With yeah, they seem to be the giant slayers of the tournament so far, <laughs> as history would show it. Yeah. Um, I think the Irish are asking a lot of questions, even the public. I mean, how on earth did that happen? But well, I hate to say it, but I did say <laughs> that Ireland were no hopers in this tournament. Yeah. I didn't think yeah. they'd, they'd stand the possibility of getting knocked out of the group stages. I don't think that's going to happen, but how do, you see, how, do you, how do you see, the question to both of you, how do you see the, the, this group now shaking out? You've got Japan in control of their destiny. Um, I don't see them beating Scotland, though. Yeah, I, I, you know, I have to say this, you know, Scotland are not, a, in my opinion, not a good side. Japan are, are side on form, they're leading their, their table. You've got to look at the form in the, in the competition to date. Yeah. So, yeah, Even if that's think, playing Russia, I mean... Yeah, I, I think they, they could have an outside chance of, of beating the Scots. It tells us certainly up in there, and you've got to remember, sport's all about confidence, and the Jap- Japanese have that at the moment. Yeah. Um, it would be nice to see uh, to see Japan uh, beat the Scots. To be quite honest, oh, the um, tournament needs Japan yeah, to advance. Yeah, absolutely begs the question: Is so, going to be some dodgy deci- refereeing decisions? But maybe this. maybe history would show that it would be highly unlikely. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. If you, yeah. If you go back to 2015, Japan won three of their four games and never went through. Yeah. Uh, and they could find themselves in a similar position here yeah. because of the way it plays out. I mean, Russia. They only won 30-10, so a points differential, which it could come down to, mm. uh, if same, same league standings. Uh, I'm sure Scotland will, will put Russia away by a lot more, and, uh, and Ireland will put them away by a lot more. The key game is Japan-Scotland, and I, I think Scotland will win, and win quite clinically. Uh, I thought they were very, very good, given where they were in that opening game against Ireland, when they played Samoa. Mm. To keep Samoa scoreless, and score 30-plus points, Again, you look two years ago when they had that very good year. They hammered Australia, put 50 points past them, came close to beating New Zealand. Uh, Gregor Townsend was hailed as this new saviour and, and messiah. But again, depth in numbers for them. The minute they lost a few players through injury, mm. uh, they struggled. Uh, but going back to the Irish, Johnny Sexton is Ireland at the moment because they were so different without him at 10 as a playmaker. And the context of the game, had he been there, you still think Ireland would have sneaked it somehow. He would have done something, a drop goal or to turn. When they had all that pressure as well, when they were pushing at 19-12, he may have taken three points to get it back, to get within, within a five-point score. Uh, there's a huge difference between their first choice 10 and what's, what's after that. And we've said the same about Pollard. Uh, you know, you go back to 2011, New Zealand won it with their fifth choice. But very few countries would be able to go into a final with a fifth-choice fly-off and mm. actually win the game. Yeah. So I'd love to see Japan advance. I think it'd be fantastic for the game. And I love the way they play the game uh, under Jamie Joseph and, and Tony Brown. It's fast-paced. It looks like a super rugby side. Mm. But they, uh, I just think maybe Scotland up front will have a little bit too much for them. Yeah, it'll be, uh, you know, it, it's, for me, it's, 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 I don't think it'll be a, bl- a blowout. I think it'll be a pretty close game. And um, 
then you've got bonus points that's going to come into it, right? Um, I can't see them beating Scotland. I think Scotland win by 10, 15 points. But, but if you look, uh, Kev, at the opening game, Russia, and there was an expectation they should blow them away, and they were behind yeah. at half-time. They were struggling. No expectation on them against Ireland, and they came out all guns blazing and that. So how are they going to deal with the expectation? And I don't think that side's good enough to deal with that expectation. No, I don't, I don't think so either, but um, yeah, that's why games aren't played on paper. And it uh, should be one hell of a game. It will be, but it was, the, it was the, the weekend the World Cup came alive a bit and, and your Welsh boys came, the Dragon roared again. Yeah. Uh, for a moment I thought they were going to blow that as well. But uh, great, great, uh, great example of a Tier 1 against a Tier 1 kind of rugby World Cup game. Um, and Wales looked the real deal for me there. And I thought the way they hung on in the end, those last five minutes, turned pressure uh, and that adversity into an advantage, got a vital penalty and nailed it. And as Gatlin said afterwards, the last decade since he's been coaching them, they've lost every game like that to Australia in the last yes. three months. Yeah. yeah, they've only won uh, two out of 16 yeah. mm. uh, so, uh, so far. Oh, I know. What was, what was quite interesting for me in, in that game, um, Wales started off incredibly well. I mean, even that flow, the intensity of that game, the overall ball skill, handling, running onto the ball at pace, getting in behind the advantage line, to me was quite significant. But what stood out for me is that when Wales made these substitutions, you could actually see the remarkable difference between their number one choice and their number two choice. And, and it, for me, that was the turn in the game. And, and that's where we find a lot of touching on our earlier conversation. Mm. You have a look at the Japanese sides. They don't really have that second equal, equally good uh, replacement mm. for their number one. The teams that have good replacement benches are Australia, South Africa and New Zealand. And that's what you really need. You need that number two who's equally good as your number one to come on the, on the field and make an impact and, and, and hold on to that game and secure that win. So yeah, the Welsh, the Welsh were a little bit lucky, but I think they've done enough in the beginning to mm. hold on to that game. Yeah, look, we'll take it. Yeah. We've lost enough. But what was also impressive for me with, with Wales is how wide they, they play. They literally play from one try line to the other try line. And defensively, they are very, very sound. Mm. So for me, that makes them a dangerous and a secure team in terms of attack out wide and, uh, and defensively strong. And, and reasonably fit, from what I could see, yeah. to be able to hold on for, yeah. for, for you know, to be able to hold on for, for 30, 40 minutes. Do you know they only had 18% possession in the second half? Yeah, well, it doesn't surprise me. I, no. I, I don't remember <laughs> And the, the fact ball. that they still held on, so, you know, you start asking questions. Is territory really that significant, or is it what you actually do with the ball when you have it yeah, for, the, for whatever percentage of, of, of the game? But, you know, there's also a pleasing thing for me that Australia lost because they must be the most uncharismatic team at that tournament and the most uncharismatic leadership. I watched Hooper afterwards. He was so arrogant uh, in his post-match interview. He was dismissive. All Shaker does is whinge, moan, and <laughs> says that there's this world rugby against their mentality. Everything that his team does is right and the world sees it differently. Yeah. And I think the, the world is just getting a bit fed up, fed them, up with yeah. them you know every single like the Reese Hodgson he should have been out of the tournament it was a shocking challenge mm. in the open against Fiji that they still hopping on that they were singled the Samoan blokes got a straight three weeks no mm. one even blinked you know and uh, yeah. and you see some of the stuff that's been missed so I was so pleased that Wales had won uh, I mean, Wales are a rugby nation Australia aren't well Hodge, Hodge is a millennial isn't he 
and, yeah. and so is, I mean, most of these guys are. So. But I mean, to, when, Hooper, when Hooper was challenging the tackle technique of the Welsh fly-off. I guess, uh, I guess what we say, Mark, is there anything worse than an Australian millennial? <laughs> nothing worse, eh? And there's nothing worse than an Australian winger. <laughs> yeah. No, you're absolutely right. I mean, Czech has done himself no favours. But then he's, he's, he shouldn't be even at the World Cup coaching this. You got no, you know, Australian rugby's... I should have fired him a year, a year ago, if not longer. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but, um, you know, I guess they don't have the balls to do that. Well, clearly, who do they choose to replace him? Jake White says he's available. Oh, Jake says, <laughs> Jake's available. I don't know, he, needs, I don't know, has he burnt that bridge to get to Australia? They could do worse, I suppose. <laughs> and so tomorrow, on, on Friday, we got the box versus Italy. Uh, you know, again, this is one of the, it's almost everybody talks up the rugby but then they want it to ha be over and, and we mm. predict the winners in a week and, mm. and everything like that, you know. I'm hearing, if we lose this game, we're out of the tournament. Of course. Of course we are. Uh, if we do, you know, it's, it's, we won't lose to Italy. Um, and, and it's a mugs game. I mean, the point spread is 30 points. I wouldn't touch it because the bookies have probably got it there or thereabouts. But a win's a, I, I'd be happy with a 10, 15 point win. Yeah, I've got it at 35-10. It could be 30-10 or 30-15, I think. But it will be a comfortable 30-50. Yeah. It will be one of those, those... It would be the Romania and Canada game you guys had in 95. You just got to go out there and win it to advance to the next thing. It's, you don't have to go win it by 70 points. And mm. Yeah, I think just for me, you know, it's one thing just winning. We, you know, and I come back to this and I labour this, that you've eventually got to get that, 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 that dog in you where you eventually totally seal the opposition out of the game. You go look at our game against Namibia. The last 20 minutes, we, we never scored uh, any points. You know, uh, uh, we scored 10 more points against Namibia than Italy did. You know, that doesn't really say much for the mm. caliber of, of team that, that we've chosen and, and we, how we regard ourselves. But it's amazing how everybody in, on the field gets white line fever mm. when they mm. play a tier mm. two team. Yeah. Everybody wants to. Th everybody thinks they can score from their own goal line. It's everybody's rushing. You know, it's, yeah. you don't. You do, they they don't go through the phases and they don't do the, the the normal things they would do against a Buck team or an England team. And if they, you know, you're seeing today Canada playing uh, uh, New Zealand. Uh, I mean, New Zealand looked terrible. So you can never. It doesn't matter what you do against a tier two mm -hmm. team, mm -hmm. unless you blow them away 120 nothing. It's not sure. good enough. Sure. So, but if you look at the Buck game. 19 points up after 19 minutes. Yeah. All Blacks 14 points up after 10 minutes. The game's already won there, and that's what you said. That's when that white line fever, the game becomes loose. Everyone wants to score. Uh, the ball's been spilled because there's no pressure of losing the game. Mm. And uh, I remember in 2015 when New Zealand played Georgia and they won 41-10. They played Namibia and won 43 or something. And there was a lot of criticism like, how good are they? And Hansen's response was, good enough to go to the next round because when we beat Italy by 90 points in 2007, we were right. home after the quarterfinals. Yes. So uh, yeah. I think you also find a lot here that these guys are just, they set the tone and they get through the motions. They don't want to get injured. They want to play in the next yeah, game. I mean, you know, I'll take cognizance of that point, but at the same time, does what is your skill levels just go out, out the window? Do you now have an abundance of handling errors? I think it's the do intensity. You, does your, yeah. your finishing, uh, your, your, your execution or your finishing uh, uh, go wayward as well? You know, what really happens at that? that well, point? I think what Surely happens... when your tail's in the air, you should be wanting more and more and when your confidence gets bigger. But the psychology, I think, James, is that you lower yourself, you lower Lower your standard to the standard that you're mm. playing, because mm. you know it's. Um, 
or is it not maybe you can only play as good as your opponents allow you to play at some stages? Yeah, so, but there's a bit of everything. It's, it's, it's yeah. a, I mean, that's, I think for me, this is why the Soccer World Cup is far more interesting because there's always games that could go either way. There's not really in a Rugby World Cup. And you're watching Canada, who shouldn't be at the World Cup. And that, uh, you know, I grew up there and played rugby there and, and yeah. loved my time there. Yeah. And the 91 Canadian team, I think they just they, they got knocked out in the quarterfinals against uh, New Zealand. Um, in a very competitive game. In a very competitive game. Either way, after yeah. 60 minutes. So to see Canada struggling the way that the, or playing the way that they are, it's as if they've forgotten how to tackle. Um, you know, it, it's embarrassing watching them. Namibia shouldn't be. There's a lot of countries that shouldn't yeah. be here. And the IRB's got to stop playing lip service to wanting to, to saying that they want to grow the game and doing this focus every four years and, and, and you know, something's got to change because it's, right now it just feels like we're waiting well, for the party to start, you know? That top six World Cup. <laughs> well, I mean, I said it last week, I would love a system where you had, say, the, the top eight uh, and they played seven matches and, uh, and the top two going to a final and your second tier top eight play seven matches, top two going to a B World Cup final and A World Cup final. And, uh, and that way, you win that World Cup, you are the best team at that tournament. Um, yeah. Yeah. What do you guys it's think it's of that revolution? It's quite an interesting proposition, <laughs> but I think it would be quite insulting to the second tiers to uh, be categorized as a, what? As a World, uh, World Cup. Well, well, they're already categorized yeah. as a second tier yeah. nation. Yeah. So, yeah. And I see yeah. France and Argentina in that group, second tier. <laughs> You know what, and I, and I spoke about this earlier in terms of uh, acclimatizing not only to, 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 to uh, the Japanese environment, Japanese culture, their food, obviously, uh, you know, the dietitians would have made the guys as comfortable in terms of normal diet. But it's getting used to this uh, humidity currently, which we've seen for an abundance of, uh, of knock-ons and, and spilled ball. So I think it's also, you know, the side that gets mentally tough over that and, and secures and uh, ensures the minimal amount of handling errors is also going to be very successful in this World Cup. Yes, definitely. Definitely. And the referee, I just, I see uh, Joe jo Smith is now, uh, he was very uh, gracious in defeat against Japan, but then went the official IRB route and queried for very distinctive things, and the IRB have confirmed he was right. Yeah. That the referee got it wrong. And I keep on saying this. Craig Joubert knocked Scotland out of a World Cup, Cup. with yeah. a diabolical decision because he didn't know the law there or didn't apply it. Yeah. And Australia went Maybe through. they should stop changing the law every year. But, but, <laughs> but if I was a coach or a player or a supporter, and it actually gets acknowledged every time, yep, we got it wrong. Sorry. Sorry, it's, the way, it's human error. It's like, when is human error going to actually be eradicated out of the game? You know? Yeah, it's like, it's, it's, like, it's like your partner coming home going, where were you? I was out with another woman. Oh, sorry. I mean, you're right. We you're confirm it. We <laughs> what Kevin is saying, the game, maybe the game is becoming way too technical to apply all these technicalities well, on we, a we, continual, fast-moving pace game. It is, James. With the game I played, mm -hmm. and I, I, I retired in 1860. No, I stopped playing in... in 1972. <laughs> in, I stopped playing in 94. Yeah. And the changes to the game since then, it's unrecognizable it's in a lot of ways. Yeah. Yeah. You'd be able to, when I played, you could go in, if someone's standing on the wrong side of the ball, you'd give them the slipper. No. You know, no. you'd get them no. out of the way. 100%. That discouraged a lot of the 
a lot of the um, a lot of the, the, the that sped up the game. Intentional, yeah. almost intentional like, cheating and yeah. And it, was, it wasn't an intention to hurt somebody, no, but sure. if they were lying on the wrong side of the ruck, you just rucked them out of the way. Yeah. It, it was a it was a self officiating. It was a self cleansing problem because mm. uh, you do it once to somebody and they have that that might have considered going there again. Exactly. What what was interesting? Did you also listen to the commentary against the Wales Australia? How when there was a high tackle, there was an interpretation. So it was either high or dangerous. Yeah. Which one is it? Is it dangerous but or is it, it was, high? It was highly dangerous because they both offences. So and that was quite the like, I didn't. You know what? I did. I didn't see anything wrong with the tackle as a Welshman. Mm. You know, it's mm. like well, you've got to be able to hand off when someone's coming in. Yeah. And oh. but if you look at the technique now especially among the forwards, and every second tackle is around the neck and it's a neck roll because the forward ducks his head and he goes in. So where do you go? You hold him and you bring him back. But it seemed okay because it's a forward, but if that happens in the midfield, it's a straight yellow card or potentially a red card. Uh, And you get in a lot where the guy's going in for the hit and then the guy's ducking at the same time and then it goes up and he's super slow motion. It looks terrible. But yeah. So And then on on a freeze frame, it looks even worse. So the thing is... It's, you know, I'm all for player welfare and player safety, but it's not tiddlywinks. It's well, a, look, it's well, a we, collision we, sport. We knew what we were getting into when we played the game. We knew it was a rough game. Sure. I mean, in fact, most of uh, the Canadian football players that I, that I went to university with and whatnot, they would say that I'm crazy when I played the game. I'd look at their game, i think, you guys are crazy. You know, it's, it's so... It's, we're, we're, we're getting to a stage where we're, where we're almost going to become touch rugby. You know, it's become such a... Well, it's going to lose that physicality edge. I mean, you even look at the, the Welsh eye tackle. In my opinion, that was at first the wrap around onto the back of the shoulder blade, and then he slipped up. So the initial contact wasn't high. And that's where they get in it wrong. So you can start on the shoulder and slip up, and you're going to be guaranteed be, be, be pinned for a, for eye tackle. Yeah. But you get so many players who, on the point of contact, the attacker is ducking already. Yes. And he's stepping. So if I'm coming at the right angle, in that moment of impact, I'm at the wrong angle. And the concern for me is that a World Cup semi-final or final is going to be determined because of a red card based on an interpretation where the world governing body will say afterwards, maybe he got it wrong. And that's, that's yeah, just that's not just fair not or good enough. That will be so, so sad for, for, for this World Cup. And Kev is looking at his Kev's looking at his screen at this stage, saying, "As diabolical as the All Blacks were, it's back to a point a minute, yeah, 50 after 50." <laughs> so there's the X factor you were speaking there we about. Go, there we yeah. go. All that money, all that money I put on Canada down the drain. Now that's how you beat the team. Yeah, no, they've certainly sorted their handling problems out yeah. in a second. Anyway, so let me yeah, sorry, just also looking looking at uh, at a bit of the the All Black game, and I've got to touch on this with South Africa. Now I had a look at some of the stats in terms of uh, of our play against Namibia, and our our our, um, our offloads are way way down where I believe they need to be. So what is that telling me that there's not enough synergy between our backs and our forwards, mm. and there's not enough continuation of play? I believe was that more in the in New Zealand game or in the Namibia game? Namibia game. Yeah. You, you just, I, I, yeah. Okay. yeah. Sorry, James. Let me so, so, so what I'm saying is I believe that a player should play to play again. So you should keep following the ball. But South Africa at the moment have two distinctive styles of play. Either they, they uh, go straight into, uh, onto the man and go to ground, or they beat the man. And after they've beaten the man, they don't, they don't look for the offload. So our play is very, very um, almost predictable. 
if we can just get what the All Blacks do, and sorry we're always mentioning the All Blacks, but they are the benchmark, mm. is to look for that continuation and keep that ball in the end, keep it moving, it could significantly improve our overall performance. No, without a doubt. I mean, but again, these the players get a different mentality when they think they can get a bit of World Cup glory by touching down. <laughs> and when you see, and you saw it in the first half with, with, with the All Blacks in this game, mm. is that they weren't playing as a team. Everybody thought that they, everybody was trying to score from everywhere on the field. They weren't going through the, 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 the phases. Mm. And, um, and, and the results were predictable. So, yeah. so I don't know. I never read too much into the into into the uh, these games, and I don't bet on them too much either because I have no idea. Yeah. You know, you don't have any form to guide you on these things. The real betting starts in the group stages, yeah. for me. Yeah. In the playoffs. So after, from what we've seen in this tournament, you know, I, let's chat now about who you still think, or, or who you th have you have you been changed in any way in your minds about the outcome of this tournament on what you've seen. I, well, if I can go first here, yeah. I think I'll stick with what I said last week. Uh, Japan. Japan, not to make it. <laughs> but New Zealand, South Africa, England, <coughs> and it was, for me, was it Wales or, or Australia? I felt my gut it was Wales, and that was confirmed on the weekend. Mm, yeah. I think those will be your semi-finalists. And then I think a cracking semi-finals. And England? Yeah, England, Wales, uh, South Africa, and New Zealand. And I think the semi-final where it plays out, if the pool stage, say Ireland does win the pool in that, it would be South Wales, Africa. Yeah, England, New Zealand, Wales, England, New Zealand, South Wales, South Africa, and two brilliant semi-finals because Wales have the wood over South Africa, so it would be a big one for us. And England have the capacity to knock over New Zealand because of the strength of their forward pack. Yeah. So it wouldn't be a foregone conclusion that it's a South Africa New Zealand final. Yeah, those would be two amazing semi-finals. Well, I'll be flying over from the South Africa Wales one. I can't miss that one. <laughs> and I don't know. Maybe I'll get a special jersey made up, red and green. You know. <laughs> Or reversible, I can just... <laughs> I can link this item. <laughs> and I think on form, those have, uh, yeah. they, they are, they've been the foremost impressive yeah, sides here. But I still think, you know, I've had, I've, I've had a few people interact with me and tell me that England, they haven't been impressed by England. What haven't you been impressed by? They've played two games, they've scored 80 points and given up 10. I mean, mixing and matching their teams. So for me, England have looked... Well, as Argen good as I thought they were. Argentina would. haven't been impressed. Their players have said they're very boring. England. <laughs> Eddie Jones has responded to that. Yeah. So uh, you know, if you if you're a team, <laughs> if you're a redheaded stepchild, <laughs> just sit in the corner and don't say anything. Don't that draw attention. With no well, I'm saying Argentina's in this case the redheaded stepchild. Rusted you know, on. It's just why say anything? Why poke the bear? Uh, you when know? you won three out of thirty games. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, and then what do you guys think beyond the semi? Who do you think for me, England? Final? For me, England. England. I is? still, I still like the nine to two and and form mm -hmm. of the funds. Mm -hmm. uh, a while ago, I took four. I think I put four hundred rand down on England to win the World Cup in in cricket, and England to win the World Cup in rugby, and okay. um, got decent odds on that. You think uh, how many tries scored in the final? How many penalties kicked? <laughs> <laughs> you know, Mark, if there's a bet to be had, I'll find it. I'll find well, it. This stage, I'm stage, going with you on that. England, South this, Africa. I think at this, this stage, England would, would tick both boxes in terms of penalties, kicked and tries scored. Yeah. yeah, England looked good. For me, still, still, still right up there. Uh, New Zealand, you know, it's hard, just hard to bet against that team in black, eh? But I just feel that they're at the end of that, that cycle. And they're teams that are as good marginally better at the moment. I've put England in that category. And, uh, yeah. 
Yeah, you know. I, I mean, I have to say this. You know, you look at you look at the game against the the box against the All Blacks. I mean, we were all over them at one stage. Mm. I mean, we should have theoretically beaten them by ten points. Yeah. And they landed up beating us by ten points. Mm. So can you ever really write them off or say that their curve is on the on the on the downward? No. Look, I, I don't. I don't really. I don't really know that. You know, I, they are certain and will always remain a factor. Yeah, but when I say the curve's on a downward, if you don't lose a game for four years and you lose one, you're on a downward curve. It leaves on, on a spike. They haven't won a game for five years, now they're on two. So it's in context. What I mean is where it's always been a kind of foregone conclusion that they would win and you'd be shocked if they didn't. It wouldn't be a shock if they didn't. No, and, and you get into a final with Wales or, 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 or uh, they can't play England, can they, in the final? They no, they're semi-final. Though. Yeah, so if they get into a final with Wales or... Or South Africa, it's going to be a close game. It's 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 going to be, you know, one score game. But from a purist point of view, if you were neutral and you just wanted a brilliant game of rugby, yeah. Wales New Zealand would be a fantastic final. They both play such positive rugby. They play right. with the, and they play with width. And they, at 2011, that's the final everyone in New Zealand wanted because they said it was it was New Zealand versus New Zealand because of uh, Gatlin's influence and the kind of the, the style of play and that. But I, what I've really loved about this Welsh side for a while now is that they go out to play rugby. And the crit- criticism of uh, Warren Ball, as I used to call it, that uh, his rush defence and that, that he didn't ever want to play with the ball, I think is absolutely misplaced. As New Zealand goes and scores Ghost another score, try. Yeah. <laughs> Watching it with one eye, yeah, point a minute, it's 61. <laughs> yeah, look, to me, I, as a Welshman, I want anybody but New Zealand in the final. Because <laughs> yeah. it's we, been 50 odd years. Because we just, we just uh, I think we beat them last in, in the know, 70s. The one, the, one thing, the one thing with having New Zealand in the final, Sorry. and they know how to win. You know, you have them in the final, they all likely would land up winning the final. You well, know, the, we just, just don't beat New ability. Zealand. Mm. I mean, it's, it's we, 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 mm. we, the box we beat, we've beaten three times in a row, Australia twice. But we don't have any confidence to beat New Zealand. So I want, I want mm. South Africa. That would be Wales. We can't. Play. Yeah, we can get a yeah. Wales South Africa yes. final, can we? Yeah. Uh, Depending on the, where it goes now with Ireland and that yeah, kind yeah, of yeah, thing, yeah, yeah. because then um, they would go into the other pool. Yeah. Yeah. So, but it's every World Cup that there's a, there's, there's 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 some upset, and again, you know, everybody fills in these brackets and go, okay, this is going to be the tournament, and then Japan comes along, and we don't know who's going to what's going to happen, and and that's 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 the love, that's the beauty of sport. Well, but, it'd be quite interesting if Japan end on uh, top of their pool. Then, uh, then they play us. Then that they could play be Brighton revisited. Yeah. Another sequel. <laughs> yeah, something. Well, look, I, look, it's 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 everything. It's very relaxed right now until we get to the group stages, mm-hmm. isn't it? Um, nothing's changed really in terms of the the favourites, with the exception of Ireland, who who I never really backed as getting past the quarterfinal. And you speak to all the players who have played in uh, successful teams over the last say 10, 12 years. They do say there's something very significantly different the minute in their mindset they go into a World Cup quarterfinal because you just can't lose, you're gone. Yeah. Where even in a pool stage, you can lose a game and come back. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you've seen teams buckle in that island in 2015, blown away by Argentina. Uh, just couldn't handle the pressure. I know they had one or two injuries, but it becomes a mental game there. And that's when New Zealand has had the edge in the last two World Cups. They've known how to win ugly in certain games. Mm. And... Uh, well, I think so, we've seen, you know, in your playoffs, it's, it's, it's on the day, certainly on the day, mm. not always necessarily the form side. It's on the day, it's a bounce of the ball, mm. and a couple of penalties that go in your favour. 
Or miss time ta tackle. Oh, well, there and a red card. A red card, you can't game over. <laughs> Warburton, semi finals. Yep. Yeah. So we'll wrap it up now. Who's, who's winning, James? Arav? Who's winning the tournament? I'd like to say South Africa. Well, you just did. Yes, I'd like to say South Africa, <laughs> yeah. but I don't think we have enough cohesiveness between our backs and forwards and continuation Ooh. of play for us to win a World Cup final. Yeah. I, I, would say, I would say my utmost favourite would be England to win, the, to win the World Cup. I'd say you're a prick, but I don't want to fight you. Well, you know, I've, I've, I've been called worse things in my life. <laughs> no, fair enough. Because, uh, Mark, who's winning? Who, so who's winning? I'd, I'd, I'd say on, on, on stats and performance and overall uh, uh, combinations of backs and forwards and cohesiveness and continuation of play, I'd go with England and South Africa as a dark horse. Okay. Mark? I'm going to the top four. It's one, one, I just want one. Come on, man. Who's refereeing it? Good <laughs> I, I, I would fancy a South Africa-England final and depending on the referee. I think we're very influential. There's nothing to choose between them, but I would say England. Yeah, I could say it's this team, depending on the rain, the sun, the wind. Okay, Wales! <laughs> so just give me, let's, you know, let's get off the fence. Who's winning? Springboks. Springboks. I think England. Okay. <coughs> and as a Welshman, Sorry, I hate to say that. You know? I can imagine. Yeah. That dragon must be... Oh, he's, 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 he's like this with a pole over his eye. <laughs> he must be doing bad flaps on your chest. <laughs> he is. So, so just to repeat that, Springboks to win the World Cup. Oh, thanks. Thank you. Okay. Yep. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Oh, sorry, so you, Owens. Your book's coming out. When's your book coming out? My book will be launching on the 2nd of November with yeah. uh, exclusive books. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's uh, looking forward to a interesting Mm. Uh, publication and life story of the bullet, the bullet. James Dalton. And are you doing a, a tour to promote that book? Yes, we are. We're just waiting for some dates. We'll be doing a, a book signing, Mark and myself, Yeah. Uh, my, my tag team partner mm -hmm. in Durban, Johannesburg, and obviously Cape Town, the mother city. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. So and I, I know that my, my legal team read it, but the, 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 the legal lady. Yeah. And she said she was in tears, so I don't know what, what is in that, but I, I look forward to reading it. I think she saw James with some hair. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least there's sympathy for me somewhere. <laughs> well, good. I look forward to that, James. Yeah, no, and thank, I, obviously, to, to you, Kevin, thank you for, for the opportunity to, to do an autobiography. You know, if it wasn't for, for your belief and uh, convincing uh, my partner, yeah? to write the book, then it wouldn't have become uh, a reality in the next 30 days. So thank you so much yeah, to, to you James. and your support. Yeah, anytime, mate. Look forward to reading it. Yeah. And just now, I heard you might be getting into the octagon. Is, is, there any, is that just pure speculation right now? <laughs> you know, right now, a... right now you have this ability to make me do shit. So, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it could be a, a very, very, uh, in all likelihood, yes, it could be. Well, a Haskell's, Haskell's got into the octagon, hasn't he? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I believe so. Yeah. I believe uh, he's in good shape. And yeah. Uh, so, yeah, like I say, bring the paperwork. Yeah, who, was, who wasn't in good shape when they were 30? I mean, geez. Yeah, come also on. true. Well, let's just say. Well, I mean, I've got. 17 years on him. Could you, could you take him? Brother, what, what's the worst that could happen? It gives you a bitch slap. <laughs> <laughs> so look, I think, I think uh, only, only if, if it does materialize, yeah. which maybe I think it, it could yeah. and it would and it should, I think it will be good. Uh, I think he'd be afraid of you actually. Well, I mean, Scotty, we've got to fight I, him at altitude. I, I, I think, I, <laughs> 
think once she reads my book, it could be a friend. <laughs> well, you'll certainly be concerned about who's in your corner. <laughs> well, that's, that's what I'll keep an, an, an eye on and, and uh, wish you the best with, with the book. And, and whatever it is you're doing um, commercially in your life. No, thank you so Enjoy much. Me. I appreciate it. Thanks, man. And thank you to Mark for yeah. for being uh, for writing the book so well. I mean, you also I was also uh, got uh, tears rolling in my eyes last night reading certain other chapters. So, uh, well done, my brother. Thanks, thanks, man. Well thank done. Don't, 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 leave, don't leave him hanging. <laughs> Jesus, good. Pop a Smurf. Yeah, you had a bit of state fright there. Yeah. <laughs> That's the longest hang time I've ever seen. Oh, cat! Cat! Thanks, guys. Thanks for coming yeah, in, and we'll, we'll be back next week to discuss yeah. and see what's happened in the World Cup. Thanks. Thank you, guys. Cheers, man. Coming from the Springboks and Konya, over the top it goes. Creel kicks ahead. Welcome to SA Rugby Podcast. Knocked on into the zone, man. It's the ball into the main stand.